Hello and welcome to iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor of iPhone Life. I'm Leanne Hayes, web writer at iPhoneLife.com. We've got a great show for you today, but before we get into it, I want to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor, uh, Informant. So we've talked about this. Uh, they've been a sponsor for a while. We've talked about it before, and I have been very vocal in my opinion that Apple's built-in apps sometimes are a little bit subpar. And one of the examples of that is the calendar app, in my opinion, and the reminders app. So what Informant does is it combines those two apps into one, and it makes it a much, not only does it combine it, it adds a much richer feature set, a much more robust task management set. Uh, And that's really the way it should be. When I'm trying to schedule something, I often first I'll say schedule a meeting and then I'll be like oh but remind me to call so and so and it's like you want those tasks and reminders to be in one app right it's interesting because you can schedule reminders and you can schedule alerts with your appointments in your calendar app and it really doesn't make sense that they're not all combined yeah exactly exactly and they have a whole bunch of other features that Apple doesn't have so make sure you check it out uh, you can go search in the App Store for Informant, or we will link to it in the podcast app, uh, or in our podcast notes, iphonelife.com slash podcast. All right. So we've got an awesome show today. Let's start with tip of the day. If you aren't subscribed, make sure you do so at iphonelife.com slash daily tip. Every day we send you a free tip or trick of how you can get the most out of it. Leanne is our official tip writer for the tip of the day now. Congratulations, Leanne. Thank you. Uh, What was your favorite tip from this week? Okay, this is a pretty useful one. I know that I don't even keep a flashlight in the house anymore, although maybe I should because my phone has a flashlight. So if you want to immediately get to your flashlight, you can do so from lock screen using 3D touch. I have the iPhone 10, but this also works for the iPhone 8. So from the lock screen, you can just 3D touch the little flashlight icon on the bottom here, and then oh, your flashlight is on. And so that's useful. If in my case, I'm going out to get some firewood or feed the chickens, maybe you use it for other things. And then if you want to turn it off again, all you do is 3D touch the flashlight icon once again. It's off. It's off. (laughs) Yay. I love this feature. Uh, With iOS 10, they had buried the flashlight in the like control control center. center, Before that, it used to be there, right? Well, it's more that the control center was a lot easier to get to. Somehow. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, I love that they now <laughs> have... Forgotten. Yeah, I can't really remember either. I just remember that it used to be easy to get to, then it got hard to get to, and now it's extra easy to get to. And also, you can get to the camera the same way. It's, yeah. it's right there, too. And and I at first, I was annoyed that you had to 3D touch it to open the camera or the uh, flashlight from the lock screen. But on the other hand, you're not accidentally turning on your flashlight or your camera, which is a possibility if if it's in your pocket and somehow like the screen gets activated. Yeah, exactly. At first, it's a little counterintuitive because it's a button and you push it and it doesn't work and you have to 3D touch it. But it makes sense because you don't want to turn things on in your pocket. All right. Uh, so iPhoneLife.com slash daily tip if you aren't subscribed yet. Thanks, Leanne. Uh, moving uh, right along to the iPhone Life Insider. iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription. You get daily video tips. You get access to our in-depth video guides. We have a new guide on the iPhone 10 that will probably has that trick in it. It has a whole bunch of else. So make sure you subscribe. 
Uh, you also, in addition to that, get digital subscription to the magazine, and you get to ask Sarah your iPhone and iPad-related questions. Sarah, what was your favorite question from this week? Um, someone wanted to know if they could add an app to the control center that's not on the pre-selected list. So if you don't know, um, you can customize what you see on your control center to a certain degree. There are certain ones you can't remove or uh, move around. Um, but if you go into settings and tap on control center and then tap customize controls, you'll see the ones that are already in your control center and ones that you can add. And there's the little uh, three little horizontal bars to the right of those. And so you can move those ones around so that you can choose where they are in control center. Um, but you can't add other controls that aren't in that list. But what you mm -hmm. can do is you can go to your widget screen, which if you are on the first homepage on your iPhone and you swipe right, you'll bring up like, it's called the Today View. And, um, and a lot of the apps on your phone have widgets for the Today View. And so if you scroll to the bottom of that Today View um, and tap edit, you'll see a list of all of the apps that have widgets that you can add to that Today View. And so although it's not the control center, it is a way to quickly access um, that app that you want to add and and access its functions from your home screen. Quickly. And we can link to that as well because that's a recent daily tip: how to change your widgets. Um, we can't link to it yet because it's not published. <laughs> oh well, you'll have to wait for that one. <laughs> it's one of the one of the confusing things that I've noticed with one of the new Apple uh, UI in iOS 11 is that if you swipe down, you can search your apps. If you're on the home page and you swipe to the right, you can also search your apps, but there's also widgets. So that's one of those little distinctions that is worth paying attention to because both allow you to search apps, but swiping right from the home page brings up your widgets. I honestly, do you guys use widgets? I always forget about them. Um, I use them. That, I, I use them. It's really handy to, uh, if, if I want to use Find My Friends to see if my daughter's home from school yet or... Um, I'm always against spying on your kids and yet every day <laughs> because kids don't always answer the text and I just want to know that <laughs> she's home. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things. Like if I just want to like quickly find the podcast that I was listening to. Oh, that's a cool widget that I don't have. I'm going to I'm gonna download or install that widget. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and also, yeah, like the most recent apps I've used, although you can – you know, open up your phone. But if you just want to go straight to it from your lock screen, that's easy. Uh, you know, recent music, contacts that I contact a lot, other apps. It's a very, I keep opening them accidentally. It's a really like quick shortcut to access those things. Okay, I'm inspired. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start using widgets. I'll report back in a couple weeks. <laughs> How about you, Leanne? Do you use widgets at all? Just, just in a very basic way. I really like the weather one just to check and see, you know, what do I need to send my mm -hmm. kids to school with today and do I need an umbrella and whatnot. So I, I think it's very Ooh, useful. I have a bonus complaint now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> complain why, away, Sarah. Why can't I see the weather, just like the temperature from my lock screen? You know, like I can see the time in the day, but if I want to see just what temperature it is outside, I have to take a few extra steps. You want to customize your lock screen? This is what you're saying? You want widgets in the lock screen? I just want the crazy. weather. Crazy. This is a crazy I town. Yeah, but you want the weather. Other people want other things. I don't care what other people want. <laughs> it's going to become very clear. I, I, no, I agree with you. It's what, what I want. I mean, okay. I agree it would be nice to customize your lock screen, but that being said, 
you get all it's taken up basically with the notification so i don't know not, i can I see just it. want like on my watch yeah you know there's just this teeny little line that says 40 degrees mostly cloudy it, you could just put it below the time and temperature i sorry time and date and i don't think it would take up a lot of space or interfere with the notifications okay i'll accept that complaint Thank you. <laughs> I have another complaint, but I'll get to well, that one later. We'll get to our real complaints <laughs> later. We just throw oh. in bonus complaints from time to time. Uh, okay, we've got some news. We've got, uh, we're starting to get rumors for iOS 12. I feel like we're just getting used to iOS 11. I am not used to iOS 11, but that's what I'm excited about for iOS 12. Tell us about it, Sarah. I mean, yeah, I think everyone who's using iOS 11 is, will be excited to know that iOS 12 is rumored to be Basically, a stability update instead of really focusing on new features, Apple is expected to take all of the huge number of bugs that iOS 11 has and fix them and make them all work well. And that's exciting. That, yeah. I'm going to. the buggiest version of iOS. I was just going to say, I'm going to go on record and say this is iOS 11 was the worst update ever for iOS. More than iOS 7. A lot of people were really upset with iOS 7. It was such a big change that, you know, it probably not unexpectedly, had a lot of bugs. And then again, iOS 8 ended up being a stability update yeah. too. But this is worse than iOS well, 7. Well, see, because I loved iOS 7 because I thought it, the changes were great. They're and I'm fantastic. more flex, I'm more willing to deal with bugs if you're totally redoing the operating system. But what frustrated me about iOS 11 is the changes were small and the bugs were a lot. And so it's like, if you're not changing much, why are you... Like, they introduced more bugs than features, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean... Maybe, especially if you have like an iPhone 8, the changes in some ways are small. But on the other hand, the way you use your iPhone, if you have an iPhone 10, has changed. Oh, a yeah, lot. that's true. And the I, iPhone and 10, ID now I love. As opposed to, to Touch ID. And so, also, I hate Face ID. I'm full of complaints. Really? <laughs> I'm still a Face ID fan, but I've heard more. Compl- we all loved it right away, and then people are saying it's gotten I, less I accurate. I never loved it. Um, I don't know if it's less accurate. It's just, I. I almost never had to enter my passcode with Touch ID, and I'm entering it like at least half the time. Really? Oh wow! See, yeah. I, it's I definitely actually set it up a second time. Wow, it's definitely less accurate for me than I thought it was originally, but I still I like it. It works for me maybe eighty to ninety percent of the time. One little trick that uh, Raphael, our CTO, talked mentioned is for some reason, if you take your phone and you kind of angle it a little bit back and forth, you can if you're watching the video, you can see it, it's more likely to recognize you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's a nice tip for you for iPhone 10. Also, um, when I set it up a second time, the first time I set it up, I made the mistake of wearing my glasses while I did it. And um, and then when I didn't have my glasses on, it had trouble recognizing me. <laughs> so and I use my phone in bed a lot. Which and you don't use your you don't wear glasses that often. No. So so yeah, if you wear glasses, um, take them off. See, so if you're especially having trouble and you wear glasses, you know, delete the current Face ID, take off your glasses, and set it up again, and it will get more accurate. Not as accurate as it should be. Well, but, but it's accurate. more like if your default state is wearing glasses, keep them on. I would say because like if you have glasses all day you don't want to, have to take off your glasses no, i guess no, but it should no, recognize it works you. just fine with my glasses okay okay, okay. yeah but it just you know, sort of needs to see the basic face first i guess so but, yeah we got on a tangent of complaining well i hope that ios 12 um listens to sarah 
Improve Face ID. Add weather to the lock screen, people. <laughs> and improve Face ID. Like and entering it, my passcode is even more annoying than having to like open my phone to see the weather. I agree. Okay, so I, iOS 12 is rumored to be an a bug fix, which we're really excited about. Uh, what are the particular bugs that are rumored to be fixed? Uh... I know. Okay, so I, I'll help you out here. Synchronized text. So apparently, some people are getting texts that come out of order, uh, and um, they're going to add one thing they promised us in iOS 11 that never came, which I has been driving me crazy. Is synchronizing texts between iPhone and the Mac? I mean, we might get that still in another iOS 11 update, but it's late. Yeah, it's late. On the other hand, this is a good time if you accidentally delete a conversation that you wanted to save from one device, you can still access it on a different device because they're not synced yet. Which is has pros and cons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you want to make it disappear, you have to go to every single yeah. device that you have iMessage disabled on. And also, and this is an important one, if you block someone on your iPhone, you have to also go block them on your other devices. Yeah. I did not know that. So synchronizing, I, I think, is a good thing. So I think I'm happy about this because, honestly, if they had just ignored the bugs and introduced more new features, I would have been annoyed because the bugs are so bad. My Actually, my biggest pet peeve bug is if you have on the text message app, if you have the keyboard open, the last text message you received from somebody gets buried. Yeah. And I, it drives me crazy. And it's they introduced that bug with iOS 11 and have not fixed it. We're going to have cooler and emojis, right? Cooler and emojis. Uh, we might get an iPad with Face ID, hopefully better Face ID. And then you'll never keep your daughter off your iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I will because it'll be my face. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Without glasses. That's right. Um, and, and also... Uh, one thing I'm really excited about is like a better, more customizable do not disturb. Because ah. right now you can only schedule it for one time of day. But mm-hmm. like, what if you want to have it on while you're at work and while you're sleeping? Or on the weekends are different. Right. It People. Should, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous how not customizable it is. I would yeah. love it if, if there could be some kind of automatic location-based do not disturb. Ooh, like that would be cool. Like you go into a particular a building. I want. I'm like, s- yeah. Church Apple, are you listening? Or, We've got yeah. great recommendations for <laughs> iOS 12. Based, like, do not disturb. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend has an Android phone, and he has it set so that anytime he's at certain locations, his phone is automatically unlocked. Huh. So he doesn't even have to. That is really cool. So he's at home or his office or in his car. Well, right. your car could be any number of places. These, are, hey. these are my <laughs> least favorite things. When I hear about features that Android has that are cool, I have to that we don't have i'm really mm-hmm. jealous of yeah that that's annoying all right well so for those of you who don't follow the regular updates uh usually what happens is in june they announce the next operating system so we're a ways away and then it often doesn't come out until the fall so we're gonna have to live with our buggy phones until the fall i, I mean i think there will be more updates to iOS yeah 11. yeah but i'm really unoptimistic because they failed to fix the bugs thus far it's been well, six months i mean but ios 11.3 will come out very soon okay and that will it's supposed fix... to be in the spring uh really yeah that's what i read last it's mid-february that's pretty soon we're getting there Mm -hmm. almost Um, spring it's 40 degrees i'm I'm excited for (laughs) ios 12 that like siri will be like there'll be better siri integration overall for searching your phone because sometimes like you try to get siri to do something and she's like i can't do that Mm. and then you're like why not siri (laughs) i'm hoping for a bunch of uh home pod updates soon 
We'll see. Yeah, one thing that bothers me is I'm fine with, you know, having to use Siri to to interact with my HomePod, but I want to be able to go and like really see all the settings and there's no place that you can really do that. Like, you know, like especially if you're like telling Siri to do this or that, Mm -hmm. it'd be nice to like see a record of what you've told the HomePod to do. Yes, that would be nice. Okay. Uh, One other piece of news. uh, We're a little bit late in talking about this, but I think it's still worth bringing up. When iOS 11.3 comes out, it will have a setting for uh, people who have older phones to determine whether or not you want to slow down the phone when you're having battery problems. Oh, yes. If if you've been living under a rock and you don't know, it has come out that Apple... uh, for when for older phones with like suboptimal battery performance in order to avoid shutdowns or whatever it will slow the phone down so that the battery can handle what you've been asking the phone to do and people were pretty upset about that because apple's always denied it's deliberately making the phone slower (laughs) um so apple is doing like an inexpensive battery replacement program but also they are going to do what they should have done in the first place, which is let people choose whether or not to enable that throttling. And this is particularly relevant because those of you who are trying to participate in the inexpensive battery program know Apple has has a shortage of batteries now, and so you can't necessarily replace it right away. So this is good news. We'll see. I mean, the the thing is, is that Apple is claiming that they added this feature because without it it would cause the phone to crash more so you might be choosing between a bat a phone that's slow all the time or a phone that's fast but then the it crashes so you know it, well, people it is can what do it their is. own experience yeah. decide it, what they want it to might do. not even be to do with the battery it might just be that ios 11 has a lot of app crashes because yeah buggy it's buggy it's buggy all right. So before we move on, let's do our question of the day. Question of the week, actually. Question of the week. <laughs> question of the two weeks. We record bi-weekly. But, you know, whatever. Here's the question. What uh, we're going to – it's a little bit twofold question. So either what features are you most looking forward to for iOS 12 or what is the most buggy thing in iOS 11? And usually they're going to be related. Or not even necessarily looking forward to, but wanting yes. to see in iOS 12. Yes. Yeah. So is there some bug that you want to fix or is there something that you want in iOS 12? Send us an email, podcast at iphonelife.com. All right, now for the real official complaints, not these bonus <laughs> complaints. And you can we can learn things too here. So complaints and learning of the week. Uh, Leanne, you want to go first? I I really didn't have any complaints this week. Oh. <laughs> I well, I had a really enjoyable app experience. So that was with. Well, we're going to talk about apps later. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll skip you. Yeah, uh, you can skip me. No gold star this week, but we'll I'm skip you. I'm sorry I don't have any complaints this week. <laughs> okay, Sarah so. and I have bonus complaints for okay, you. Good. David and I actually originally had the same complaint, but I decided to let him have that complaint because I apparently no, have a lot I, of complaints. I changed my complaint. You can take what? a bonus complaint. Go okay, ahead. Okay, so I have two complaints. Okay. I take accidental screenshots so often it's insane. Yes. Um, oh, I do that too. Yeah. I'm not the only one. I read an article and I can't remember where it was, so I apologize, where the guy was like comparing the number of screenshots he's taken since he got the iPhone 10 to the number of screenshots he'd taken in the last, you know, history of owning an iPhone. It's like 10 years now. And they, it was the same amount. Yeah. Like, even, like, I was looking at Leanne's phone and trying to show her something, and I took a screenshot. Well, and it, just the, the reason why, and I, I think this is maybe uh, 
the reason why is they changed it without the with the i it's probably people who have iPhone tens are having this problem. So what used to be is with an iPhone with the home button to take a screenshot, you'd push the power button and the home button, and that was hard to do accidentally. Whereas right now, what you do is you push the power button and the down volume button, and those are right on opposite sides of the phone, which means when you're trying to push the power button, you to get leverage to do that, you're holding the opposite side of the phone right, right where that power, where the negative volume button is. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Um, I've seen people suggest like, oh, maybe you should have to press the volume up button twice or something. But sometimes you want to take a screenshot instantly. Mm-hmm. And that extra second will mean you lose whatever is on your screen that you're trying to capture. So I don't like that idea either, but it's very annoying. And I go through, I can't count how many screenshots I've taken because I delete them regularly. Um, so that's that's the complaint. But I have another complaint. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you experienced this too. It's another iPhone 10 thing because I have no home button. And the way to return to your home screen is to swipe up from the bottom of, mm-hmm. of the screen. But sometimes I'm scrolling in an app and I accidentally swipe up from the bottom, like my thumb goes too close to the bottom of the screen, and instead I'm, you know, I close the app, and it's really annoying. Yeah, well, and sometimes, and this happens with apps, especially that like haven't maybe updated the UI. Some of them have functionality where they want you to swipe up from the bottom to pull up a, a menu. I uh. think Google Maps even has that actually. And so it's this weird thing where you have to swipe up just from the right spot, otherwise you close the app, and that drives me crazy too. Yeah. Okay, I only have one complaint this week. Uh, I have been trying to sell my phone on eBay for like two months now. Hmm. I have sold it five times, and all five times have been bur- have been the phone has been purchased by fraudulent people or people who just not paid me. Uh, and so I'm really frustrated. I decided I was going to sell my phone on eBay as opposed to sending it into Gazelle or something like that. Because Gazelle, I have an iPhone 7 Plus. Gazelle was offering me like 350 bucks, and the phones were selling on eBay for like 500. Mm. So I thought I'll make an extra 500. I'll make an extra 150 bucks. How much have you spent on postage at this point? Well, no, I haven't shipped my phone. Oh, okay. No, thank God. So I still have my phone because I I learned that lesson last year. Oh, <laughs> yeah, things are not working out well for you with eBay. I'm done with eBay, and it gets worse. I for the last person, I just gave up i didn't like report them because i was just like so annoyed at ebay i was just done and so ebay charged me as if i'd sold the phone so they charged me 150 bucks for a phone that i didn't even sell uh now i went and i called them and they reimbursed me for that but like thank god i caught it Mm -hmm. um and they'd already charged me like 30 bucks for like various listing fees for the five phones so I am over eBay. I used to recommend selling on eBay, but once you add in... They're doing a good job verifying their customers. No, it's terrible. And once you add in the fact that eBay was going to charge me 150 bucks, even if I'd sold my phone for $500, I would have only made 350 bucks anyway. So And all that hassle. All that hassle. So I'm going with Gazelle or other services like that, and I'm just done. I do not blame you. I am angry. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, apps and gear of the week. Now you can tell yes. us. Yes, what app have you been enjoying? I'm so excited about BarkCam. I just wanted to jump right off. Okay, so uh, I have two dogs, and I love taking photos of them. So I have been using this free app called BarkCam, and it has the usual feature, of course, of taking photos, but it's kind of like Instagram, so it has multiple filters you can use <laughs> for your dog's photos. And then it has different stickers and uh, overlays that you can use. And also the really cool feature is that uh, when you want to take a picture, 
it has different sound effects that you can choose and a little delay so that you use the sound effect and then your dog turns and looks at the camera and you get a really cute shot. Oh, that's so, cool. Here, let me, can I do one? Yes, sure. yeah. but we're not dogs. No, go ahead. <laughs> but it's so cute. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and there's so many different ones. So if your dog stops paying attention, yeah, 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 you can switch the I noise. Mean, my dog actually really... I don't know what it is. He just hates having his picture taken. He'll look at me like nonstop. Like he just stares at me it's all true. the time. I've been there. The it's awkward. I pull my phone out. He's all like turning his head down. Like he just like, yeah. there's something about it. He just can't. And you know, like I'll hold like a treat or a toy above the phone and like, and then instead they like jump at it. So I'm into this. I'm into this. That's cool. That's yeah, very cool. And it's free. I mean, it's, it's so much fun for free. <laughs> uh, my app, I think I've talked about it before, but Sometimes I think it's nice to repeat ones that are really favorites of mine. So I'm getting ready to go on an international trip. So I have a whole bunch of travel accommodations I'm trying to figure out. And I love TripIt. Um, So what it does, it's an app and a service. So it it does a few things. Basically, it pulls all of your uh, your, – when you make a reservation, it pulls all that information into one app. And what it does that most don't do is if you're on Google, if you're on Gmail, it will automatically parse your emails for the receipts when you when you make a reservation and automatically pull that data into the app. If you don't want to let it do that, if that sounds creepy or you're not using Gmail, you can just forward any, any receipt you get. Uh, so when you make a reservation, you get that confirmation email. So you can just forward that confirmation email to plans at tripit.com and then it pulls it in automatically. Nice. And so you end up with one coherent itinerary. Uh, and it has an app that shows you all that in one place. Uh, it has, uh, I have the premium version, which is $50 a year. So it's kind of expensive unless you travel a lot. But it gives, with the premium version, it gives you updates on your travel plans so if you're in an airport it tells you if you're running late or if the flight's delayed and I found I've used a bunch of different apps for that functionality and I've had a hard time finding apps that I like for it this one works really well for me another feature I like a lot is it tells you alternative flights as well so I've actually used this pretty frequently where when my flight is delayed, I can see other routes to get me to that location. And so when I'm talking to the flight uh, person who's going to rebook my flight, I actually am often kind of requesting different routes that they may not have even thought of. I honestly think even if you're just taking like one big trip, that can save you so much money and mm-hmm. time. It's worth $50. Yeah. And they're constantly adding new features, so I'm not covering all of them. Uh, but I'm. it's really convenient. I couldn't travel without it because i use it for all my trips so the 50 dollars is like a lifetime subscription it's not it's an annual subscription oh my so it's not cheap yeah uh, but if you travel a lot yeah. or if you're just doing a, an international trip and mm-hmm. it's pretty expensive you know if you've got an expensive vacation planned 50 dollars to save you all that hassle is a pretty good deal yeah exactly so it has a lot of features for that but it's certainly not cheap there certainly are apps that do similar things for cheaper but this one just works really well in the whole pulling my itinerary 
into one place is is a big deal because it's really hard to manually add all these things. If you mistype it, then you're going to miss it. And it also, when you're manually adding, you have to add it in the special way that it's going to be able to tell you if your flight's delayed. So this just takes care of all of that hassle for you. And a lot of that is free. So they have a free version that does a lot of this. The paid version gives you the notifications if your flight's delayed, and it does a few other things that I can't remember didn't distinguish but uh i love trip it it check it out cool um so i wanted to talk about uh this case that i'm using on my phone from catalyst um catalyst is really great for um for protective cases and i love this one because it's so slim and it shows off the pretty back of my phone which a lot of my cases don't and um and it's drop proof to almost 10 feet um, and I've been dropping my phone a lot lately, and the iPhone X is a lot more breakable than uh, more recent phones. Um, and also, uh, I mean, I'm not worried about this because I don't, I'm not around a lot of water a lot, so um, I'm fine with just having a water-resistant iPhone. But if you need a waterproof phone that has impact protection, they also make one that's also pretty slim. It only comes in black, but um, I like black cases, actually. I think they look nice. So... Um, if you're here, if you're watching, I'm holding up the box so you can see it's the Catalyst Impact Protection case. And I highly recommend it. Yeah, and I, like I said, I have it on my phone too. Uh, two other features I really like about it. First of all, like Sarah said, it's slim but protective. And so it's kind of that right middle ground for me where it's not overly protective to the point of being bulky, but it's also not so slim that it's not protective. It has this little, I don't know if you're watching, and by the way, you can watch the podcast at iphonelife.com slash podcast, or we have a video podcast feed in the in the podcast app, as well as an audio feed. Uh, if you're watching this, you can see on the side here, it has this little wheel. Uh, this allows you to turn, silence your phone and unsilence your phone. Typically, of course, on the on the iPhone, it's a little lever. Most cases that are bulky have either like a little hole where you can kind of try to use your fingernail to use it, or they have a lever on top of the lever, which is really hard to move up and down. I find this wheel works really well. You are you liking it? It the works really well. And one nice thing is, I find I change my phone cases a lot actually. And every time I put a case on or on, that mute button gets turned on or off, which if you don't realize, you can suddenly, in the middle of a meeting, get like a really loud like ringtone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's nice to like, you know, not have to worry about that. The other thing I like to that exact point is that a lot of the bulky, a lot of the more protective cases are a harder material, and therefore they're really hard to take on or off. Mm-hmm. And I find myself having to dock my phone in different places throughout the day and I probably take my phone off once my case off once or twice a day to do various things and so to me I really like having a case that you can take on and off all right I think that does it I was like wait did everybody do it I think we completed the podcast so don't forget the question of the week uh what features would you like for iOS 12 what bugs are driving you crazy in iOS 11 send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye.